Hello, and welcome to the Activation Nation podcast, your weekly source of actionable advice from industry experts in self-development, health, life vantage products, network marketing, and more to help you activate your wellness, your business, and your life. But first, the legal stuff. You may hear our guests talk about the income they've earned or how their health has been affected with LifeVantage. Please note that the average annual earnings of a typical active LifeVantage distributor in 2021 was $704. For the most up-to-date information, please click the link in our show notes. Any product statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, here's your host to dive into today's story to help you activate your life. Hello, Activation Nation. Welcome to the Activation Nation podcast. This week's episode, we got a rewind for you, but we're not going to rewind very far. This is actually from our Evolve event that took place in New Orleans just earlier this month. This episode features our very own Vice President of Field Development and Training, Selena Alger, interviewing two high-level life managed leaders, Tyler Daniels and Jason Kokenzie. They had this conversation live in front of 2,000 people from the main stage at this event. Lots of gold nuggets in this week's episode. So with that said, let's have them take it away. All right. So I am excited to be here today with Jason and Tyler, and we're going to be talking a little bit about how do you know when you're, you found the right opportunity and how we can kind of talk about when you're having those conversations, maybe with people who need to relaunch or are coming back into a business, kind of what are your top five things you guys look for or you talk about as you're engaging with someone to try to figure out if it's the right opportunity or they're looking at coming back? You know, I love that question, Selena. I, uh, I've been running around for the last few months doing this very thing, talking to people about why is the company different today than it was, say, five years ago or even 10 years ago? Because that's really the question, right? I mean, as you're talking to the people on your team that were inactive and maybe you're trying to get them to re-engage and get excited about this and maybe, you know, re, uh, recommit to the dreams that they had years ago, you know, what is it that they need to hear? And what I have found to be the most effective for me is if I talk about the five things that I think are the most important when you're trying to identify where you would actually make a sacrifice. No, no different really than if you're talking to someone brand new. The inactive distributor on your team has got to make that commitment to re-engage. And so the five things are basically, I want, I want people to understand how important the transparency is, how important products are, I want them to understand how important the compensation plan is, which has obviously been enhanced to a, an entirely different level. I also want them to understand a couple things that I think are really important, like culture. You know, does the culture of a company really matter? And then ultimately at the end, is there some growth potential? So let's just start at the beginning with uh, transparency. Why? What is it about transparency that I think is really important? Well, for me, if I was going to make a little litmus test, if I was going to if I was just gonna try to just you know, check this company out, what I would want to know is that I can see what the company is spending their money on. I wanna know that that company has the kind of resource that it can continue to maintain doing research and development to, to keep the activation message relevant. I mean, our message is incredibly good today, but what's it gonna be like in two or three or five years from now? Can we stay relevant and do we have the resources to continue doing that? I also want to know that the, they have enough money to hire the right people. Because it's important for me as a distributor in this company to understand the relationship between us and the corporate team. I want wise people to be hired. So do you have the money to hire those people with experience? Do you have the money to hire the people that can help make decisions easier, okay? So transparency is a really big deal. I also wanna know 
how much money they have in the bank just because, you know, I want to know that they're not going to shut the doors tomorrow. How about that? I mean, if I'm going to put a bunch of time and effort into something, I want to know that that time and effort has some longevity, right? So transparency is really important to me. And I know that Jason's going to take a minute here to talk about how LifeVantage passes that test, right? Yeah, these are important things that uh, I, I always talk with every single person when it comes to LifeVantage. And so these are very big key points. People need to understand why LifeVantage is different. There's a lot of, uh, you know, different opportunities out there. And so we don't want to be average. We don't want to be like everybody else. So there's going to be things that say, what is LifeVantage different in? And so when it comes to transparency, this is actually one of the very first things that stuck out to me is that we were a publicly traded company. That was that was yeah. a big deal for me because, to your point, it was one of those things that I could look into it and actually say, oh, these are actual real numbers. These aren't just things that some company's throwing out there. These are real numbers. So right now, with where we're at as a company, one of the things that was so exciting, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, that we became debt-free. That was an incredible thing. We're still debt-free, which is which is an incredible place to be. Yeah, that, that's worth, that's, that's worth a clap. That's what for. Yeah. And we actually right now have over $17 million in cash on hand. Why is it an important thing? Well, to your point, you want to hire the right people. And if you don't have cash on hand to hire the right people, it's kind of a hard place to be. You also want to put time and effort into and a, and a research and development. That's good when you have cash on hand. So those are some big points. The fact that now we're growing as a company, we're up in revenue from last quarter to this quarter by over 14%. This year from last year, we're up over, over 2%. That's a, those are good things. Those are telling us that we're in a good place, and we can see those numbers on the internet. We can go to the ticker symbol, LFVN. We can go check those things out and say, these are exactly what the company is doing. So that, for me, if I'm trying to build a business, not just short-term but long-term generationally, that's a good place to hang my hat on, at least to start off to say, this is a good place for me to be at. Yeah, and it's on the corporate side too. Like, I mean, um, there's a lot of different companies in our space and some of them are publicly traded, some of them are not. And having worked on kind of both sides of that as a corporate employee, it is really challenging sometimes when you're with a privately held company because what you're being told or what they're sharing with you, you're, you're kind of like, but is that really what's happening? <laughs> like, you can't really tell sometimes if that's what's going on. So I know even as like, employees look at evaluating, is this the right opportunity to move here? If we're going after that talent, like you're talking about, the transparency of being publicly traded, it works on both sides as something that we can talk about as a recruiting tool and to be able to show that, you know, what you see is really what you're going to get when you get here. That's true. So the last thing I'll say about the transparency and then we'll move on to products is this. Is I appreciate the fact that we have oversight. You know, over the years of being involved in this business, there's been several times that I've had conversation with people about the difference between a private and a publicly held company. And they're really proud in these private companies of the fact that they think they can make decisions really fast. And I say, well, why can they make decisions really fast? And they're like, well, because only one person has to make that decision. I said, so you trust your entire future to the one person's brain? I'm like, I actually appreciate the oversight. I like that there's multiple minds looking at these decisions, okay? So, all right, the next thing I want to talk to people about is the products, you guys. I mean, I don't spend as much time on the product, you guys. On stage? What's that? Are you talking about products on stage, I'm going to talk Kai? about products on stage, but not like you think. I'm not going to talk about the ingredients of the product. I'm going to talk about what matters in a product because that's how my brain works. Okay. So what matters in a product? I mean, for me, I want to make sure that that product has mass appeal. I don't want to be joining a company that is separating or dividing and only appealing to just one small little demographic. I like to know that every person I talk to can benefit from the products that I sell. 
I also want to know that those products are unique, right? I want to know that they can't just go downtown and buy those products. For me, having a product that they have to buy from me or buy from my team is what gives me the kind of stability that I'm looking for for the effort that I put in. I know that once I put people on those subscriptions, I'm going to get paid every single month, which leads to the next thing about a product. Does it matter if a product is packaged in 30-day supply? You guys need to understand why that matters. It's a really important thing when you start thinking about the consistency of your income, the consistency of the check that you're going to count on. That consistency is built around the packaging in 30-day supplies. Okay, So those are the things that I'm looking for in the products. Yeah, so obviously, you guys know we're, we're, we check all those boxes, right? We're unique, and in that world of unique, it's not just the fact that we have a product in a sense that no one else has, but we also go down the gamut of, you know what, there's a really cool place that you can go check out independent peer-reviewed research. And to say that we have over 30 peer-reviewed studies, I don't know of another company out there that even comes remarkably close to that. I mean, I don't know of another company that can even say they have one or two of those, let alone over 30. Um, and we're not talking little, small colleges. We're talking major universities and institutions globally that have validated this over and over and over and, and still are validating things all the time. Um, and... I usually call these things me too products. I don't want a me too product, right? I don't want something that's just somebody else has and we just flavor it differently. When you look at our products, you can say legitimately, not only is this a product that every single mammal can use, or our products are something that every single mammal can use, but it's something that has a value to a person whether they're fully healthy or whether they do have health issues. That's a wonderful place to be. And so we have a full package we have patents on our products to protect us, both short-term, long-term. So we're unique, we're truly category-creating in what we're doing. Obviously, we call ourselves the Activation Company. This is the Activation Nation podcast. There's a theme there. We're activated. And that's a really good place also to be as far as looking at a company. I don't want to be just like everybody else with our products. I don't want to be able to go to the store and say, oh, well, that's a similar product. I want to be able to say, here's all these reasons why we're unique in what we're doing so that I can say, not just again, short-term, because we've been talking about what does the future look like, we can also look long-term to say, these products are unique now and they're actually unique 10 years later and they're still gonna be unique 15 to 20 years from, later, from now too, to be able to say, this is something we can get behind. No, and it's interesting because we talked today, you know, we talked today a little bit about um, deactivation pathways, you know, and we are putting out a new tool that talks about the cheat sheet and the easy things to say as we talk about products. So both of you mentioned, you know, you love the products. You love that we're not so niche that not everyone can use the products or that our, our demographic is so small. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to feel like you're a science guru or you can say SOD, but like the real word <laughs> and not totally screw it up, right? And so I think it's interesting that when we talk about products from a business perspective, it's a little bit different. And it's okay that you don't have to be a scientist, that you know what you see as a differentiation of our products is really we can sell them to everyone. We have something that's unique. It's packaged the way we need it to, so we're staying in those 30-day supplies. And I don't have to be a guru to be able to confidently talk about what we have in our hands. And I think that's so important for new people because sometimes it can feel overwhelming uh, to feel like, how do I get started? And we don't necessarily want people to, to feel like it, it's hard or scary to start talking about our products. So to, so to combine the transparency with the product message, again, I'm just going to give you guys a little... Uh... I mean, I'm going to let you in on how much the company spent last year just on research and development. You guys want to know? 
How does $2.5 million on research and development sound? <laughs> we did fact check this before with Carl um, to make sure, you know, and that includes also um, software development and some of those things um, that we need to do as a company to stay relevant. But it's nice. Isn't it, isn't it nice to know that the company is just as engaged and just as, and being just as responsible with keeping your message rela relatable and, and in the future as it is today? You want to stay relevant. You have to stay relevant. You want the company to be doing those things so that we can stay ahead of that conversation. All right, compensation plan is the third thing, you guys. For me, the compensation plan, I'm not gonna dive into all the pillars, but I am gonna talk about what matters in a compensation plan to me. What matters to me when I'm looking at how much they pay out in commissions is that they're paying enough to be competitive, but not paying so much that we have to go and take money away from research and development or take money away from our ability to hire the right people or take money away from the incentive trips or take money away from the kinds of events that we can put on. I wanna know that we're competitive, but not excessive. Now for me, my opinion is you need to be somewhere in that 45% range. That's gonna be pretty competitive with what we see out in the marketplace. You know, so for example, when we were creating this compensation plan, that $30 an hour in, that, in the initial stages for somebody was really important so that we could compete with the side hustle opportunities that people have. On the networking side, it's roughly about a 45% difference or a 45% payout that I'm looking for so that I can be competitive, but not be paying so much out that we have to miss out on having the experiences that we've had with Selena, bringing in some of the best people you could possibly bring in. Yeah, so obviously we've made some enhancements, right? <laughs> I mean, that's putting it kind of lightly at this yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's not that the old compensation plan was bad. It was actually really good. It's a great plan. But sometimes we sacrifice good so that we can get to great. And I think that's where we're at. We've changed things. We've enhanced things in order for us to not just to be another company as we saw, you know, we're looking towards the future. We're trying to be ahead of the game and making these opportunities from both a customer acquisition strategy as well as a consultant acquisition strategy is a really awesome opportunity for every single person. It's a well-rounded compensation plan that awards everybody. Whether you want to go get customers, it's going to award them. Whether you want to go build a team, you're going to get rewarded. Whether you want to go into a growth stage or even go into a full lead stage, our compensation every single step does allow for every single person to have a well-rounded compensation structure for their income. And, and again, when I was looking at this company, I wanted to say, well, am I going to get paid now a little or a lot? And what is it going to look like in two years from now? And what is it going to look like in 10 years from now? Is there going to be some place where it's just a, a really low dip or really high increase? And what I saw was a well-balanced compensation structure that allowed us, and even more so now, that allowed every single person to be able to go step through step through this compensation plan, through each consultant pathway, to be able to pay them now, in the middle, and in the future. That's a great place for us to be, and we've even enhanced it more now, right? Um, and so for us to be able to look at those things, obviously I'm really loving this whole customer acquisition thing. I mean, Diamond, for crying out loud, that's incredible, right? Run to Diamond has, yeah. you know, it's caused a lot of momentum for people. Right, so it allows us to be able to say, hey, if you just wanna go gather customers, go gather customers. But if you wanna build a team, you have that option as well. And so this has really helped us stay at that 40 plus percent that you're talking about in compensation. That's been very helpful for us to say, when you look at all the other things that are going on out there, the Ubers, the Airbnbs, this, that, and the other thing, when you look at ours, we really do have an opportunity, again, to develop generational income, 
generational wealth through this leveraged income path with, with the consultant. So again, right place, right time, right, right compensation plan. And I know we can get a lot more detail in compensation plan than what we're doing here right now, but we're at a good place. And we'll have a lot of trainings, you know, um, going on with that as well. I think there's two things pretty interesting that you guys talked about here. One is that um, there's a home for everybody. I know there's a lot of companies in our space that are really struggling with where do affiliate type behaviors live? Mm -hmm. Do we look at something outside of our traditional channel to be able to bring these types of people in? And as we looked at building the plan with you know, Rachel and Tyler's help and our consultant, we really wanted to make sure that there was a place for everyone. So we didn't have to have, well, if you do building, you go here, and if you don't do building, you go there. And I think that's one of the things that really kind of sets us apart is that you can go after affiliates and influencers, and there's a great, strong opportunity for them here. And it doesn't have to be different than your network marketing business. The other thing you guys are talking about, which I think I love, is that it builds and grows with you. So as you're talking to people and they're coming back potentially and looking at, is this the right time to engage? How are you helping them find where do they live in the plan? Are they in share, build and grow, lead? How are you helping people see this is my opportunity now, and then here's my long-term opportunity with the new plan. I think that's probably a, the, the question everybody has. I mean, how do you know? How do you know where someone's at? And so for me, I, I tend to package things together. So the customer bonus is what I would consider, say, I'm just trying to have a secondary income. So if you're running into people out there that are having you know, a negative impact with inflation or housing costs or the interest rates that are happening right now, and they're looking for a secondary income, if they're looking for an, another way to just generate a stream of income, I would say that that customer pool or the customer ranks is a really, really great place to start. I mean, that's, that's the secondary income. I also believe that you have an opportunity to then transition them into a potential primary income. And that's as they start to build a team, as they start to have a response to the products, as they get, as, as the people that they're close to, that they love or that they've introduced us to start to have that real positive health experience, they may want to go out and build a team of their own. They may want to go talk to their friends and family. The second that happens, you move into that primary income phase, which is the level bonuses. From there, I start talking to people about generating wealth, which I believe is where the leadership development piece is, that leadership match piece is. There's about one or 2% of your group that will ever get to those levels. You need to be the person who understands how to identify, develop, and support those people. The better you are at identifying, developing, and supporting those people, the greater your wealth can be. So you take people through this transition of having a secondary income to a primary income to, to potentially creating some wealth. And then ultimately, that last piece, that pool piece, that, that fourth pillar, if you want to call it that, the pool bonus, that unity bonus, that's where I believe you start having what's called generational wealth. You're now getting paid on what the entire company does. And that little, that little combination of those four pillars or those four steps is a real powerful thing to look at somebody and say, hey, where are you at? What do you want to do? Do you want to ease your way through these steps, right? Or do you want to just, just gather country? Maybe you're a little resistant to direct sales. That's fine. There's a realistic, legitimate way for you to create that secondary stream of income if you want, okay? And so I love what we're doing here. I hope you guys are as excited as I am. Do you find that, that too, Jason, that you can meet people where they are better now? Yeah, it's, you know, we have, we have a big transition in culture because of social media. Yeah. Right? It's changed it's, things a lot. Right, it has changed. It's changed the way that when I first started to where I am now, Social media has changed the game, so we have a lot more people who want to build on social media. And here's the thing, on social media, at least initially, you're going to gather a lot more customers. Well, now you're going to get paid for that, right? So then you can help okay. those people transition from being a customer to help them get all the way through the consultant path and teach them those different pillars. But it does help us to be able to say, here's what we're doing now, here's where we're going, and we can help you every single step of the way. So it does help us identify every person, even whether they're on social media or not, 
but we at least have a piece for the social media world to allow us to be able to fully education, uh, educatedly speak to those people as well. No, it's exciting to be able to meet people where they are because mm -hmm. I think it makes it easier to find a home here at LifeVantage and we, we want everyone to find a home here. You know, as we talk through kind of those pillars, the next thing you guys mentioned was the importance of culture as people are kind of looking at coming back or, or picking a home. How do you feel like culture plays a part in that? Honestly, you guys, I think culture is one of the things we should all fight for. I, I, I think culture is one of the things that if I'm looking at a company, I'm going to say, how divided is their leadership? How divided is the leadership? If their leadership is divided, I believe it can be the downfall. You can have everything else be incredibly good. And if you have a divided leadership, that, that could potentially be the downfall of a company. You're going to have inner fighting. You're going to have people that are arguing over which message is better than that. When in reality, everyone's teams are built up of people that, that want to or be a part of all kinds of different messages. One of the hardest things that I ever had to, to understand about this industry early on is that not everyone thinks like me. What? Yeah, I thought everyone, I thought everyone cared about two plus two, and you know, I thought everybody cared just about money and all that. I thought, I thought that, and then one day my mentor told me, they said, Tyler, the, the, the biggest, strongest, most, the, the most influential leaders in the world understand how to meet people where they're at. You need to do a lot better job of understanding there's five or six different personalities out there, meet them where they're at. And when I did, my organization grew, and it, and it grew big. I mean, it, it grew fast because people felt welcome. They felt like there was no divided, no, no divisive uh, interests or agendas there. So culture, you guys, I, I think we should all fight for it. I think it's something that, that is, is probably one of the most important parts that we talk about. Yeah, so with life, yeah, absolutely. You can clap for that. We have yeah, a beautiful culture here at LifeVantage. So in LifeVantage, we wanna look at the consultants, but we also wanna look at corporate, corporate being in line with consultants, vice versa. And that's one of the things I absolutely love here. I see them, getting along and working together to help. And I think that goes kind of back to that first point of transparency. That certainly helps that whole thing out. Makes it easier in a lot of ways. It does, it does make it easier for that transparency because everyone knows where everyone's going, but allows that culture to spread. One of the things I love, if I were to ask everybody, are we all part of Team LifeAnage? That's the right answer, by the way, right? And I know that we have our different teams that we have our individual organizations and things that we, we may call a particular name, that's cool, that's great, but as a whole, we all have that same purpose of growing together to make this company to be where it needs to be. And I know we're gonna talk about that here in just a second, but ultimately, culture's a big deal. I want anybody of any background to be able to come in, into a, a place like Elite Academy and say, this is my home. I love how people come up and welcome me and greet me. Oh, and I even got to go talk to an executive consultant and they, and they actually treated me like a human. How cool is that? That really is a cool culture. It is. And I think it's different. You know, um, it's fun to find a home here at LifeVantage, even for the, the, the team that works on the corporate side, because um, not every company has field leaders that like each other and are unified. And it seems so silly that that would be something that, from an employee standpoint, as you look at the right leadership team at corporate and attracting the right people, that's really important. And I know we've talked about this before, but right now there is a really great partnership between um, the corporate offices and our field leaders. So how is that different, feeling like that we are in alignment as a, a management team, corporate side, and as field leaders? Like, what does that, does that feel different? How does that feel to you guys in your businesses? Well, for me, I think it boils down to just one real simple thing. It's trust. You know, it's trust. And when, and when there is trust amongst us, we're all more uh, eager to go out and, and do the things that we need to do to grow the company. We know that if we put the sacrifice in, that it's not going to be for nothing. We know this, and so I, lo I love where this company is at. I, one of my favorite things about coming to the, these events is, 
is that I get to share success secrets with other peers of mine. I get to say, what's working on your team? And they're willing to share that with me. Nobody's holding that information close to the vest. They're all like, they're all like giving it out. Here's my secret. We understand. Yeah, we understand that, that if this company grows, it helps all of us individually. Even if your team is not growing in the moment, if the company is growing, your team gets caught up in it. And so that culture of sharing those success principles and it's really, really important. And I've spent a lot of time over the last six months or so, and even maybe even a year now, late nights, late night conversations, and, and, and really drilling down the decisions that are being made for this company to make sure that it's the right decision for the future of this company. That cannot happen if you don't have culture. If you don't have this, this, this shared mentality, this, this common agenda, if you, if you have division, it will not happen. So I love where the company is at right now, and I hope you all feel it. How's it feel to you, Jason? That word oh, no, I, absolutely. I, I love it. Uh, I even think about when we made that, that final shift over when we flipped the switch on March 1st. I was talking to some of the customer service people. They said we were there at 8 a.m. and they were working all through the day and they were still there after midnight. And then we kept getting these messages saying, hey, we're still here. We're still here. We're still here. And I'm like, and then here we are 40 hours later. We're still here. We're still working these things. And that, that allows me to say this corporate staff not only cares about the, the transition, but they also care about our future. And that's something I really love. They are looking at us not just as a company of life vantage, but people as individuals that when we had this whole conversation in the beginning, I remember Kristen uh, Cunningham specifically saying to the group that I was with that she was saying, you know, I understand you are people and this is something that, that is woven into your lives, into your families, into your future. And so she looked at us as individuals. I know the corporate staff looked at us as individuals. And that, again, allowed me just to say, this is something that I can trust. And these are people that I can trust. And allows me to look forward to the future. That's awesome. So we talk about the future. You know, the, the fifth pillar you guys kind of talked about is what you use to evaluate an opportunity um, is the growth potential. So how do you see LifeAnage being positioned as far as having growth potential? This is my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're all your favorite one. This I don't my, think you even agree. This is my favorite one because honestly, you can have all those others and if there is no growth potential, why are we here, right? And let's be honest, if you had a magic wand and you could turn a clock back on any one of the legacy companies and we can all list them off, right? If you had a magic wand and you could, you could turn the clock back to that company being a $200 million company, knowing what it is today, you're in, right? I mean, you are all about that. So all you have to do is ask, you know, what did those companies look like? And that's why we go through the transparency and the products and the compensation plan and the culture. They must have had all those things in place. But the final piece for me is when you start to understand growth potential, I think that there's four moments or there's four little phases or momentum shifts or there's a lot of things people call them. But I think there's four, there's four of these little, these little moments. The first moment is when a company is in its startup phase. Okay. It's, the, it's the startup phase. It's exciting. You hear things like, hey, get in first. You can be at the top. You hear that conversation a lot. It's the favorite thing for weak leaders to use, just so you know, okay? But it's, you can get in first, you can be at the top. That startup phase, if you're lucky though, the company will get up to maybe 150, 200 million dollars. Uh, then a company has to do something courageous. A company has to do something like actually looking at the company and saying, is our message consistent? Is it relevant? Look at the compensation plan. Are there any bottlenecks? Are we paying people for the right behaviors? You have to look at this. And if you have the courage to do that and you can hire the right experts and you're willing to pay for those people to come in, you can then go through phase number two. Phase number two is when a company goes from 200 million or so up to that six, $800 million mark. 
All the legacy companies did it, okay? They go from that 200 million to that six, seven, eight hundred million dollar mark. This is where a company will grow 600 million dollars. How much leadership would we have in this company if we grew by 600 million more dollars, okay? How much more success would we have? How much more wealth would we have? How many more lives would we have impacted with our protanums and our collagens and our other incredible products? How many more lives would we impact with that, okay? This is where you have three to four times what you've already done. But here's the secret. The secret between those two phases is number one, the startup phase is filled with chaos. <laughs> it's filled with absolute chaos. You may not have hired the right people. You didn't have the money to do it. You may not have your messaging really correct. You probably didn't have the data to know if your comp plan was rewarding the right behaviors. It's littered with chaos. Phase two is littered with organization, understanding, data-driven decisions. It's a clearer pathway. It's easier for someone to have success in that next phase. And this is where the real leaders show up. The real leaders show up and don't wanna sell just that one little get in first message. They wanna get in and talk about the power of this industry when it's done right. They wanna talk about transparency. They wanna talk about the products and messaging. They wanna talk about the comp plans. They wanna talk about culture and fight for it. Okay, that's what will take a company through that next phase. The third phase is when you break, it's more of just a, a milestone when you break a billion, not every company gets there and stays there, okay? They don't. That third phase is just hitting the milestone and the fourth one is stabilizing that milestone, okay? Those are your four phases. So I love going back to all the inactive distributors and saying, where do you think we sit? Which is exactly what Jason's gonna tell us. Yeah, so I mean, what I love about this growth potential, it's not that we have one of these pillars that we were talking about. It's not that we just we have a good product. It's not that we just have a good compensation. We have all of these, which really helps us to look forward to the future, right? So we've been sitting right around 230 million for the last few years, kind of getting a little irritated by that, right? I know a lot of people are. Uh, but because of the enhancements that we're doing, obviously the, the, the hero products that we have are awesome. That's just gonna help us move and go forward we could easily look into the future and say, guys, how would you like to be a $750 million company? You guys okay with that? Okay. How about reaching that barrier of a billion dollar company and, and then maintaining out there and, and even going further than that? Would you guys be okay with that? Right? So that message that we have to get us to where we're at is, is looking forward to that future, not just talking about where we were. We don't want to stay in the past, right? We want to look forward to the future. We need to, we need to be able to say, here's how we get there. And I think we're laying that out very well. Here's how we get there. I was told a long time ago, every person has two once in a lifetime opportunities, one before they're 40 and one after they're 40. Okay, now I don't know where you stand on that gamut. If I'm looking at uh, your appearance, are you all taking college? And so I think we're all under that uh, gamut. Under 40. 40, everyone's yeah. under 40. For sure. It's their first life, once it's their a lifetime first, Yeah, that's right. So, but here's the thing. Uh, I've been part of this company now for a while, not since the beginning, but close. I felt like that was one of those once in a lifetime opportunities that fell in my lap. And I fully believe that still, but I'm gonna tell you now with LifeAntage 2.0, so to speak, with the enhancements and the compensation with Evolve, I really believe this is that second once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's bigger and better than it was before, and we're going in big places. Yeah. I, think they, I think the audience agrees. I think they like that. I think, I think yeah. they're, they're a fan of that. 
Well, we're excited that you guys were joining us today. We are going to be kicking off some additional trainings um, and resources to help talk through kind of how you go through a, a relaunch. You know, Rachel and Tyler and our other field leaders have committed to making sure that over the next couple of months that we get that out there and that we dive deeper into these pillars of transparency, how we use our products to talk about this being the right opportunity, making sure that everyone understands our new comp plan and really what a beautiful tool that is to use, life vantage culture and highlighting all of those things as well as our growth potential. Before we sign off for um, this podcast, do you guys have anything else to say to our listeners? Yeah, I have one last thing to say to everybody. I, uh, I hope that you will understand that people are trying to, to, to compare and decide why now. And it doesn't have to be an inactive distributor. It could just be that friend that you talked to five years ago or 10 years ago. It can just be them. It could just be that person that said no before as you start to build your team. Understand why now is the best time. Understand these principles. The conversation is a lot easier and they will tell you what part they want more of. They'll do that. So I'm gonna close this thing off with the same thing that I said last night in the leadership meeting. Every one of us has, has, has a, we're, every one of us has a problem in our life. We have something that we're having a hardship with or something that we're stuck on. And I would consider that your prison, okay? I would say that wherever you're stuck in life is your prison. I would also say that LifeVantage has opened the door to that prison. You get to decide whether you stay in it or not. What about you, Jason? Any last words for our listeners? Yeah, you know, when I first jumped into this business, it was hard to dream. It was hard because of finances, of different health issues within the family, and we really couldn't see the future. But now, because of LifeVantage, it has allowed us to dream again. And one of my big uh, hopes and prayers is that not only do I get to continue to dream, but I also get to allow other people to dream and fulfill those dreams. And this is that vehicle. And so it's not something that I believe that you can just dip your toe in and expect big things from. We're at a place right now, it is a decision time to say, are we in, are we all in? And I think that's been kind of a mantra through us as, a, as executive consultants. We've been saying we are all in. And so I just encourage you guys as application, as a statement for yourself, are you all in? Because that is a statement that you need to make and take as you go from this, from this conference. Well, thanks guys for joining us in Activation Nation. I think we are all, all in. Thank you for tuning in to the Activation Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends and share your biggest takeaways from today's discussion with anyone who could benefit from them. This episode is sponsored by Life Vantage Legacy, a nonprofit dedicated to improving lives and building a lasting impact for those in need around the world. Learn more at lifevantage.com. We look forward to sharing more with you during next week's conversation. Thanks for listening and being an important part of the LifeVantage community.